0: Welcome to Here and Now Podcast. I'm Heather. And I'm Sophia. We bring you the stories, the heart, and the humor needed for this journey called life. Join us each week to hear the conversations of a mom that's me and a daughter that's me and the stories of where others hear God's voice as he brings truth, beauty, and good in their lives right now. This is Here and Now Podcast.
1: Welcome back to the Here and Now podcast. This is episode 110. Hey, Sophia, how are you today? Hi, mom. I'm good. How are you? I'm good on this first week of May that we have now found ourselves. Can you believe it is the first week of May?
0: I can't. I cannot believe it. That means the school year is almost over. I think by the time this episode goes up, I'll have one week left of school. Almost. Last so today classes. is actually
1: the first day of May that we're recording. Yeah,
0: right? yeah, exactly. So I have 10 days left of my junior year of college, which is crazy. Which will be a week when you actually, this is
1: going live. Yeah, right? I know. So. <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: But who's counting? I don't know I who's know. counting.
0: You or the girls? The girls I don't aren't know. counting. <laughs> I'm just... I'm just excited. It's really silly, though, because I'm taking summer classes and I'm actually taking just about the same. Like I'm taking a full course load this summer, which call me crazy, but I am like thinking that, oh, I'm going to have a break this summer. Like, I don't know. There's just something different about being home and taking classes and being in person and having to go back and forth to like buildings across campus and all that stuff. So I'm very excited for summer to come.
1: I think that's the the general feel of the house that
0: yeah. everybody
1: is excited the the girls are going to be taking some classes over the summer to sharpen up their transcript <laughs> if you will and yeah. that is the beauty of homeschooling that some things could be tabled and some things can be refined and we can choose to homeschool in the evening
0: exactly or on the
1: weekends or through the summer we just have to get you know the hours and the the time and the the work really in the end done I mean the hours is never an issue with the work
0: yeah I mean that's what that's what I think about sometimes is like even college we still have night classes like it doesn't stop just because 3 p.m rolls around like people are continuously holding classes so it doesn't matter what time of day you're doing things like you're still learning no matter what so this house will be the house of academics
1: I guess if you will that's Um, okay with me yeah. Yeah, I'm about to think I should be adding one of my classes on there, but I, I don't know, I might. Maybe I'll just take my my time doing more writing this summer that I kind of didn't get done that I needed to get done or wanted to get done or yeah. however. However that pans out. All the shoulds, um, the woods, the kids. Yeah. Yes, we don't say shoulds, woods and coulds. We just say uh,
0: <laughs> Yeah. Just if it's God's will. <laughs> it.
1: God's will, speaking of. Yeah. Speaking of, that's how this whole podcast episode has come out because we were talking about a few things last week about our yes to God can sometimes be a no. And speaking of homeschooling, hasn't that been the case where over Mm -hmm. the years, you know this and others may not know this about us, that homeschooling didn't just occur in the last four years when I started with your sisters. Mm -hmm. It started when you were a senior, I'm sorry. Actually, a sophomore in high school.
0: Yeah. Why <laughs> I said
1: senior cuz you're senior on your brain when you're about, you know, about to finish your junior year in college. Yep. But when you were a sophomore and you had your your surgery, so we decided the best way for you to go through your therapy was to school at home so that I could take you back and forth and do your listening therapy and your mm-hmm. uh, with your speech therapist for when you're you were training your cochlear implant. But that wasn't the beginning of homeschool discernment. Mm -mm. Like we could go back, back, back to when you were (laughs) in seventh grade, you were in seventh grade and might even have been a little bit sooner than that. But I think that was the biggest year, seventh grade, that we were considering a change mid-year Yep. and in effort to try and figure out where everybody was going to go, because we had considered sending you and your sisters to an all-girls school and then your brother to, a we didn't know where. (laughs) We thought about that second half of the year that we were going to homeschool to just give us time to figure out what was next. And I do think in some ways that I did not hear all of the the bigger or did not see all of the plans in in the grand scheme of things that I may have misjudged the discernment on that. However, <sighs> yeah. The, the deal is it God has been in it since then. And mm-hmm. because a lot of things kind of just were a little bit more turmoil in the decision of saying no, but this is not the same thing where the no to God, I didn't really say no to God. I kind of said, no, I wasn't really listening to his will in a way. Right. Or we, yeah. as, your dad and I as a, as a, you know, you know, our mind to, together, really mm-hmm. one, one person, but the no of not yet, not yet, not yet versus, you know, it's, you know, maybe in time. So just pay attention. And there are so many places where homeschooling, paying attention was in my path and, people and the doors opening and even just the path of getting to where we are now with that, I think it would not have happened if I didn't say not yet, because I yeah. wouldn't have been prepared for the things that um, I needed to have ready in, in homeschooling the, the girls now, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there there would have been a gift for our family to homeschool the way that I really wanted to, but, you know, there's a lot of reasons why I just didn't take the plunge in doing that. Some of it was a little bit of fear Mm -hmm. and some of it was just insecurities. And I'm sure that's probably a similar mindset for a lot of people who are afraid to jump in, especially being a teacher, especially in an area where we have a lot of really good schools, public schools. We have a lot of good, um, private schools in the area. Um, Mm -hmm. schools are not, (laughs) there, there was, there was no, um, shortage of schools in the area. Let's just yeah. say that. And um, shortage of options. And I think that made it harder. I think if we had a, a more difficult option or if mm-hmm. we had less options, it would have probably been easier to say, nope, don't jump exactly. in. Right?
0: Exactly. Yeah. 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 I think <laughs> that's the bulk of what we're going to talk about. It's just like how not yet or how no is not necessarily a hard no, I'm never going to do it. It's, it's just a not at this moment. Right now, I'm sure anybody's listening, there's probably a lot of decisions that you've had to make where you're like, no, but if the time was different, I would have made this decision and it would have been an easy, yes. But in a way, sometimes our saying no to people or to decisions or things is really our saying yes to what God wants us to do. I've been trying to think of a lot of specific examples of this. And the biggest one I have, changing schools several times. <laughs> in the course of my life and I actually have a couple of episodes on this um, which I'll link in the description um, below but how this one specific example is in my junior year of high school going into my junior year of high school I thought I was making the right decision and choosing this one particular school and you know I never actually made it into the school but I was you know kind of discerning whether or not this is going to be the right place for me. And you know, and we did all
1: the paperwork together. Exactly. Like exactly. Was, it was a clear, we loved it. We were thrilled with the option and
0: and you can yes. finish that. And yes. And so, you know, it was such a good school. Like I I know I probably would have been very, very happy there. But the no came in is that the one piece that I needed was not there. And so The not yet part is if I didn't have, you know, extenuating circumstances of having hearing loss, then that would have been easy. Yes. But Mm -hmm. that yes, or that no to that one school ended up being a yes to another one. And that was where God wanted me to be. And think about how we even,
1: it's without telling all the details of it, how that all even came about within like literally that 24, not even 24 hours, that day where uh, I got a phone call to tell us that accommodations were not going to be as easy as we thought. And mm-hmm. that doesn't mean the school wasn't willing. They just said, we can't guarantee. And that yeah. we can't guarantee was a red flag. And I I got that call. I shared that with you. I shared that with your dad. And we were full stop. Heck no, we're not doing this. Because there was we, no we, point. We already, because it's junior year. You've already had two situations prior to that where we already were... Well, we'll do it. And then we went through it and it became stressful. And, you know, how many more times? And then now you're looking at colleges. And in the end of junior year, people start to look for college. And now you have to get Mm -hmm. your feet wet in a new school. And not saying that you were going to do that anyway, but we had homeschooled you. And so one of the options was, are we going to stick with homeschooling you? Yeah. Because you loved working. I mean, look at how you did this whole year and a half with Franciscan online. Mm -hmm. So you were very driven and motivated to get up, do your work, and you were through that whole semester. Mm-hmm. In that situation as a sophomore, like your sister that this year, you were driven a little bit more to do your own work online of sorts. I wanted to do it based on academics that I could help support you with and create the curriculum like I am doing with your sister. And I think in some ways that would have been a better model for you because you had to end up meeting other people's deadlines yeah, online, but it in sophomore year, it turned out to be okay. Mm-hmm. But you really thought there were a lot of reasons why you wanted to go to school and Some of those things became such a, I don't, I think like I have to go because of this, I want to do this. I want to do, and those options were sort of not even available. And the beauty is when you got to that place, you created some of those options to become available and that, you know, we don't need to get into all that detail. Exactly. But that, but that day, how I got a phone call on a house phone that we Mm -hmm. never answer. And just the, the series of events that occurred after that were, this is God's will because of the way that those signs just, and the doors just kept opening. Right.
0: And like, I just, you know, we talk a lot about just like the arrows of pointing you to where you're supposed to go. And a lot of times you don't quite realize that until after the fact. And I've again, talked a lot about this on podcast episodes, but you know, had I not made the decision to say no to that other school, I wouldn't have ended up at the one I graduated from my, my high school alma mater. And It led me to kind of start thinking about Franciscan, but I completely ruled it out as an option because it was too far away and it just wasn't what I wanted at the time. But then again, I didn't know what I wanted at the time. And so I made the decision to attend another college that was closer and I thought was the right decision for me. And again, it was the exact same thing. It was had there not been hearing loss in the picture, um, it probably would have been fine (laughs) for me. But then I made that decision to say no to to attending the school, even though I was already there. And I said yes to listening to what God wanted me to do. And even though it was devastating, and it was such a hard time for me, that became my yes to going to Franciscan. And here I am now. I mean, there's just like, all of these things that were pointing me to where I needed to go, and I just I wouldn't have seen it in the moment because I was just so focused on, you know, getting through the stress and just the uncertainty of all of the things that I was dealing with, and you know, having people say no to me and say no that they can't guarantee anything, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how was that for you, for from a parent's perspective? Well, I'm. It's this. It's the same. I mean, I think the. Funny
1: thing is, and I'm, it's kind of a light bulb moment right now, and I don't know if we've, we know this or not, but I think when when the school called me and said they had an opening or that they were moving, that the school that you ended up going to was moving to, they were moving to a local parish from where they had been before, which, you know, remember we considered that school as your sophomore year was, as your hearing surgery was just being completed. So in the midst of deciding whether we were going to keep you in the same school, where the support wasn't really given, and you really needed to be in a much more supportive environment, safe place, soft place to land, whatever that is. But but also maintaining your academics, and you were an amazing academic, so it wasn't anything about your your support wasn't wasn't hurting your academics. It was the support that was hurting your experience. I guess if that makes sense, right? Yeah, the lack yeah. of support was hurting your experience, so we mm-hmm. had to move you. Mm-hmm. So. I had con- connected with that school and the headmaster or the high school headmaster I, I guess and back and forth about getting you out to visit that school back in January. and it just occurred to me like that was even such an impetus for us to get the girls even homeschooling because they moved mm-hmm. to the same school for a short time. And in some ways, you know, it was only a semester for them to be there, but it was the it was the leaping, off that they needed to make the break from other things and and what I would call to unschool them for a short short amount of time because Mm -hmm. they were so wrapped up in so many things. And honestly, I look back in some of the places academically where your youngest sister was that I'm I'm just curious about the academics of the cross. <laughs> Let's just leave it yeah. there. Things that make us laugh. And it's not judgment. It's just yeah. in the midst of all the things that you were struggling with and other things. Kids get lost in in, mm-hmm. in little ones and younger ones. And you assume that they know, but, you know, she only, you know, was moving out of a school by like second and third grade, you know? So, and you ask me, how is it for a parent? I get that question a lot, even about your brother, you know, how do you, only days before he was moving he was prepared to start college as a freshman. You were moving out to Ohio. He was supposed to go to a very well-loved and very good college locally that he got into. And it's, you know, it's somewhat shocking to people where people say, wait, what? He's not going where? And then when you tell them that he gave up a very good acceptance that he was early accepted on. Mm -hmm. And there were, there were a lot of things related to that decision and it was not the 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 decision wasn't he was going to go from there to go to franciscan that was not how that all played out it actually was he was going to not even have he was going to take the semester off yeah and then by just saying no to that other school saying no not right now this does not feel right i mean that drive we did past the, the school that sunday after church right before he left or was to to leave you know, I said, well, let's just go drive by and see. And we all as a family entirely, all six of us knew. I mean, and I probably felt it even more like holy lonely, <laughs> I've lived around this near the school my whole life. And it is a fantastic school. And there was just this. Oh, no, he's not supposed to be here. And yeah. he knew it and we're like, well, let's do what we need to do. And I, it was, yeah. it, you know, all right, God, if this is, you know, it was, I wouldn't say scary, but parent people will ask me that, you know, especially because we were doing a lot of things at the hospital that week with dad and the people that we were working with very closely regularly, they knew mm-hmm. like they got to know our family because we'd spent a couple hours with infusion and we were in a trial. So, you know, you, are sitting there doing all this research with, we're part of a research study with dad's, you know, trial at that time. So we were spending hours talking to people.
0: Yeah, <laughs> they got to do that me. anyway. What's that? You do that anyway. You no. do that anyway. Yes.
1: <laughs> you walk away with cell phone numbers with your doctors yeah. and, oh, s- yeah. and your medical staff. So I remember the one girl saying, wait, wait, he's not going where now? And I said, yes. And and he's moving to Ohio. To, I mean, it all happened in such a. But when you know that it was right. I don't know. It's, it's almost like your decision you recently had to make. Mm hmm. When you knew that it wasn't the right thing to say, when you knew that it was the no that you needed to make, how did you feel about it?
0: Yeah, I I I discussed this last week on our episode talking with Jeff, that it was just this piece that I I don't feel like I've ever completely felt before. Like in a moment, in that moment, I should say, I felt peace with making decisions, but it's not usually until after the fact. Whereas with this one, it was like almost immediate. And when I had come to that conclusion, we were, we were all actually sitting out to breakfast together. And I don't know if you realized that this was the moment, but you were like, how do you feel? Like if you were to just say no at this moment, like, how do you actually feel? And I was like, I, like, I just feel like a weight, a weight was lifted off. I remember. Shoulders. Mm-hmm. And I had never I hadn't actually had to do with the good pancakes we had too. but also very true (laughs) (laughs) also very very true but I had not officially sent in my decision but just the mentality of telling myself I'm not I'm saying no I I felt instantly better um and then you know you kind of go through the stages of like I'm gonna regret my decision and after a couple days after you know I was just like oh like I feel like I should have just said yes like that maybe, maybe saying no was the wrong decision, but that no was not necessarily a hard no. It was a no, not yet. Um, And in, in the days after that decision, God just kept placing all of these really cool things in my path. And every single time I would text you and I'd be like, look what just happened. And you're like, but see what saying no, not yet did in that moment, who knows, maybe I'll come around next year. And if this opportunity is still available, say yes. But in this moment, it's a no, not yet. And sometimes just that unexplainable piece is kind of how you know that that no, not yet was saying yes to what God wanted you to do. Well,
1: and I feel like the few things that occurred with you, because it's all related to your job situation. Uh, Um, yeah. How do I explain it's, it's related to the, the work that I do work that you do. I, yeah, it's not a specific job. It's just things right. That you're trying to do in your, in your own business, not your education, this little world that you're building and how every time you, um, turned around and texted me, it's, it's, and you said, God, look at, look what happened. And I feel like God does that a lot where it's all, it's a, what's the word? It's like a validation. That's not the word I'm looking for. Affirmation. Affirmation. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, confirm. Yeah. Confirmation. Affirmation.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I think (laughs) those two interchangeably. Yeah. Meaning something different. Like it's yes. Yeah. It's just affirming that you made a decision and it's almost like if this one door closes, it's this other one opening and maybe I'll give you a little wind window opening too. So while you're waiting for the big door to breeze, you're getting the big, you know, you're getting a little spring breeze coming through. And so here's one little opportunity or one little, I mean, I think today that happened a little bit for me and some, I told you, I got, we have a PO box and something came in the mail last week and I, you're not home. So normally you drive over with the girls to get it. And you said, oh, this is for you. And for the love, I couldn't remember what, who was sending me something, right? I couldn't remember what you know, why this, what was coming in the PO box for me? It just, every time I wanted to go over there to get it, since I pretty much don't drive anywhere anymore, your sister does. I have to, <laughs> Yay. I have to direct it. Your, your, your sister is trying to get in all her miles before her, her driving test. Yep. So sometimes we don't end up going where we want to because we're just, (laughs) we're (laughs) going to go park and try. Yes. Well, we're going to go practice parallel parking instead. And, you know, by that (laughs) point, I'm like, I need to get home to do other things. Literally. (laughs) So today after church, we ran over to the post office and earlier in the morning, my friend, Jessica was on many Hail Marys and she was praying the rosary as, you know, somebody Mm -hmm. and a guest does. And it's a great day for her to be doing that here on a Sunday morning. And yeah beginning of May and her great story. And, you know, we finally get a uh, date on the calendar for when we're going to get her, which in the end, and I'll tell you all that later, the date is like big for after some things that occurred, but yeah, like say God's will, no, not yet. And every time we kept getting canceled. Now we know why, but you know, or we assume it, we know why. Exactly. Plus every time anybody does anything with her, all her work gets like shut down and quiet. Like her YouTube things always get cut, shut down. It's like the snake always trying to wrap himself yeah. up in, in lies. Um, so I had, I saw something on, on Instagram that I really liked and I was going to send it to you guys and say, oh, you're always asking me for Mother's Day gifts. And it were, it was this, it was a set of earrings, Our Lady of Fatima, I think earrings. And I mean, it's May. isn't her Yeah. Gift? Okay. Yeah. May 13th. Yeah. Right. Okay. Just think about that. And <laughs> I go to the mailbox and don't you know those earrings that are in the mailbox are Our Lady of Fatima earrings. Yeah. And they're from a account that literally one day she posted them and I'm like, these are beautiful. And within a few minutes, she texted me back. She said, send me your PO box and I'm going to mail them to you. I felt felt God, call me to tell me that I need to send them to you. And we just went back and forth a little bit today. And even some of the things that she said today were related back to some of the things that Jessica and I have been talking about the last two days in text messages. And like, I don't know, it's just those, when you say yes to things, how the you just keep getting these little packages. I have a friend who always says that, you know, God just gives you packages all wrapped up. And
0: yeah, it certainly felt like it today.
1: (laughs) It's almost
0: like, it's like a catalyst for, for things.
1: Kind of like when you say yes or no, and that's the yes, the no is the yes that he wanted Yep. or the, uh, the nod to his will that he wanted. Yep. It's like, they're like these little it's like the snowball effect of like grace, but wrapped up in gifts and like yeah. And I'm a words of affirmation person. So Me too. It, you, know, <laughs> you are too. Yeah. It's it's I'm like, really? And one, one thing isn't enough. It's sometimes it's just, you know, and I often say that when I feel like it's time for me to shut down my writing, because I'm, it's exhausting to do that. It's hard yeah. to write. It's hard. I mean, I love writing, but it's hard to share. And then when you feel like you don't want to, you know, there's a little bit of this, the old boy, the snake, yeah. the devil, whatever you want to call him telling you the liar, the thief, whatever. everybody calls him, yeah. you, just trying to yeah. sell the things. Don't write this because if you do, you're, you, nobody's going to listen. Nobody cares, blah, 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 blah. blah. And then, you know, how about right after you send it and I agonize about it or I publish it, then I get all this affirmation. Thank you so much for writing this, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's been coming too. And we've been talking about the, the patient's posts for a long time. This is a definite, no right now <laughs> yeah no because no, I, I keep trying and it just is not coming to so is this my will that I'm insisting that I need to be sharing these words about patience because I'm being patient about it but every time it, 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 there's yeah. a good message in it but is it a message that is needing to be heard now right right and when when it all comes together it's kind of pretty cool where when God says, okay, right now, and you know, like today, finally going to the store to pick up this thing in the post office. Well, it's the first day of May and it's month of Mary. And what it have meant to seem to me last
0: week as I it was today. Exactly. Yeah. As you were as you were describing this, I, I got a visual mm-hmm. and how <laughs> our dorm bathroom. is very strange visual. Bear with me the dorm bathroom, when you basically close the door, it actually, the force is so hard that it actually opens the other door. Mm. And it's like, it kind of like bounces for a second. And it always like, it's bizarre because the configuration of the bathroom, it shouldn't happen that way, but it does every single time. And so that's what I think of is like, if we're slamming this door shut, it's almost like going to be such a hard no that it's going to open this other door for you right away. I mean, sometimes it's not like that, you know, to be fair. Sometimes that's not how God works. But it's like, it's almost unintentional that if you're like, I don't understand the consequences of what the saying no is going to do, but something will happen from me saying no. And whether it's another door opening or Something falling off the shelf and hitting you <laughs> and trying to get your attention. There's just a lot of different things. Like I said, the catalyst of what saying one no can do. And this is not a, an encouragement to just say no to everything, but it's to be discerning where you're supposed to be in the moment, right?
1: Right. Saying no to, yes, you're not saying no to everything, but saying no could be a life changing mm-hmm. yes, right? I mean, yeah. Sometimes saying no is, yeah, no, not right right now. I can't, I can't do this. I'm not able to be there. I can't do this. You know, I mean, I've had to learn to do that a lot this year and this school year since September. Mm -hmm. So not just, not just (laughs) this year, but like last year and the year before, but um, you know, people, just somebody this weekend, somebody had messaged me and asked me if we go out for coffee or, or breakfast and you know, that used to be my gig to be able to meet people. Cause I love to sit and chat about the world with friends, but my no is a no right. Away. I mean, my, my answer is always no right away now, because I just, you know, I have to, I can't say yes right now. And mm-hmm. no is, and there's just so much beauty in saying no, not to the person, but to be able to have that confidence to say, and not even agonize about it, not think. Oh, exactly. No, yeah. it's just, no, I'm honestly where I need to be right now. Mm -hmm. And I can't explain that either. You know, it's just,
0: well, it's, you you don't have to explain it. I mean, that's, that's what love is, you know, love is, is willing the good of another. And even if that other person doesn't quite understand why you're saying no, or even if you don't quite understand why you're saying no, that's love for yourself. That's love for God. That's love for another person and willing not the good of another. And that's what today's gospel is about love. And I know that it kind of uh, struck a chord with you. So did you kind of want to go into that?
1: Well, I, it struck a chord a lot. Any you know,
0: there's so <laughs> I mean, it, does week, but... <laughs> it does every week,
1: but it every week. if anyone ever saw my little every sacred Sunday and or my journals of all the gospel readings? Because yep. I mean I just like to figure things out, right? I mean, isn't that I come yeah. away from watching a movie and have all these deep thoughts and oh yes sad sometimes <laughs> is like isn't it just a movie about football? <laughs> like, no. No, don't you this, see the character movie. development and don't you see how and, and then we'll watch it and I'll say, this is going to happen next. And he looks at me, he's like, really? And yeah. I mean, it's, usually
0: that is how it happened when we were watching a little tangent. When we would watch um, Star Wars or Once Upon a Time, you're like, don't you see the Christian values in this show? Like the, the good versus the evil. And in the end, the good always wins. <laughs> I was just like, no, they're fighting with lightsabers. <laughs>
1: Do you see it now?
0: <laughs> oh, of course I do. Now I do. Yeah. Do you but see like that's what my mom was talking about? I well, think he yes. even says that now, right? Like yeah. I get it now. But like back then, I was like, mom, just watch the magic. Like, <laughs> just just enjoy it. But now I understand. I mean, it makes so much sense. But that is just that's just how your brain works. I mean, I'm just looking at like the cool special effects and like all of that like how, I wish they, my brain how did didn't do you do that like,
1: <laughs> yes but I wish my brain didn't work like this sometimes can I just enjoy the moment but I can and that <laughs> that is me enjoying the moment really
0: you know exactly just- somebody this is another tangent but it makes me think because today's the feast of St. Joseph the worker and his thing is you know Bora, Bora is praying and working and I was talking to one of my friends today I was like yeah I went to that super late last night I was just designing a website and uh I, she's like oh were you getting paid I was like nope I was just doing it for fun like I just genuinely enjoy this kind of stuff and like praying through my work and how what my talents are were given to me by God and that is something I genuinely enjoy doing and it doesn't feel like work to me and that's what I, I hope everybody can get to the point of doing is like enjoying the work that they do so much that they stay up until 1 30 just doing it for fun
1: <laughs> yeah I mean, that's right. And sometimes you're you're thriving then, in my opinion, you know? Oh, heck Uh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. But uh, anyway, back to what the gospels were for today. I don't know.
1: The gospel was, you know, about Jesus encountering the disciples apostles and- you're going to have to tell me it was the john 21 1 through 19 you know at the sea of tiberius i couldn't remember the name of the sea and i was stalling as i was trying to talk here but the point is <laughs> he asked he asked peter three times you know did he say do you love me do you mm-hmm. love me more than these do you love me i was struck first of all right out of the gate like with he asked him three times and peter, <laughs> peter, has the, peter has the nerve to get annoyed with jesus for saying do you love me yes, Do you he- love me he's like you know everything well <laughs> i should say Peter, you said no three times. You denied him three times, right? Before. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're just going to point that out, whether or not that isn't an effectively any theological thoughts but there. But it's the redemption,
0: you know? That's what I think. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I don't know. I was
1: thinking like, and God kept saying, Do you love me? Do you love me? Um, And Simon, son of John, do you love me? And he's like, Really? You know everything. Isn't that what you said? Yeah. Um, but he was one of the other priests that he's he's just awesome the way he's coming into himself with his homilies over the years yeah i guess because they had some communion so our our two you know the pastor and the other one that we always talk about they were all they were probably they were probably masked out (laughs) because they had they had a communion last night and they had communion earlier and we went to the noon mass today yeah um but i love how he even said that he, he said this, this love of being asked three times is just the epitome of the Trinity. It's, it's the, is the love for one another, but he, it's the idea of the Trinity coming together by asking him, he's like representing God, human, and then the Holy spirit by asking him each of those three times. And yeah, you know, what, what, you know, you hear some of these Bible verses so many times, these gospels and these homilies are always so different from, you know, some of them are, they're probably guided with how they come together with their host- their homilies. Mm-hmm. Um, but just sometimes how people tell their stories and how they bring them, you know, and all I kept thinking is you feed, you tend, you love. Isn't that yep. what it is all about? Yeah. You follow him. You feed, you tend, you love. You feed, yep. you tend, you love. I mean, that's like the epitome of sometimes what I write about, tending your gardens, feeding your flock and just loving them. I mm-hmm. mean, isn't that what... God is about. And I think sometimes people forget that his will for us only comes from love. It only comes from love. Like, you know, he's not he's not looking out for he's not trying to harm us in in the will. And sometimes how well you your husband has brain cancer. Mm
0: -hmm. How is
1: how could that be a God of love?
0: Yeah. I'm just looking at the quote on my wall. Tell me, and then I'll add in where that fits into the go ahead. (laughs) Jeremiah 29, for I know the plans I have for you says the Lord plans to give you hope and a future. Um, that's the abbreviated version of it, but it's not to harm you. It's to prosper you, to give you hope in a future. Well, and, and the thing that I think that sometimes in this,
1: I was reading, I'm reading this book. I've kind of probably referenced it. I think I referenced it in one of our other podcasts, uniformity with God's will It's written by St. Ale- um, Alphonsus. It's a little, a little booklet, but this one little quote comes back to that because this is about, being sick and following God's will. John of a- St. John of Avila once once wrote to a sick priest, my dear friend, do not weary yourself planning what you would do if you were well, but be content to be sick for as long as God wishes. If you are seeking to carry out God's will, what difference should it make to you whether you are sick or well? When I read that, I was like, holy moly. I mean, and I go back to Jessica's little podcast or Visit with a many Hail Marys this morning, and how she, her her Instagram account is blessed by cancer, and of course she constantly clarifies that she is not thinking cancer blessed her. That is not what she's saying. Just like when I say your hearing loss is your gift, of course it is not a gift that you have to have something you struggle with. But there is gift that comes out of it. There is a blessing that came out of her cancer journey that she went on. She has a baby that. Um, she carried during the entire time that she was being treated and early on diagnosed and she, in her waiting through that story and she'll share more about it or you can go listen to many Hail Marys today. It'll be awesome to hear her, but she's the epitome of that. If you are seeking to carry out God's will, what difference should it make to whether you were sick or well? The saint was perfectly right for God is glorified, not by our works, going back to or at labora, but by our resignation to, and by our union with his holy will. In this respect Saint Francis de Sales used to say we serve God better by our suffering than by our actions. So I feel like this if this is going to take us to the path of holiness to the path of heaven by the suffering or being sick and if you are laying down your will or if you're if you're if you're surrendering to God's will and you're laying everything at his feet then it is Taking you where you need to go, and if sometimes that means you have to be stripped of everything that keeps you attached to God, attached to man, and the worldly things and and secular things, then he takes things away. But he's not grabbing them from you. That's not what it is. He's stripping you of them, of your pride, of your vanity, of your of your whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. and I could talk all day about how that applies specifically to our story and dad's mm-hmm. story, but they're too personal of a story. Yeah. They're not mine to tell they're his. I mean, yeah. it is our story, but those are things in this sanctification journey that he is on.
0: Mm-hmm. That
1: When people say, what are the miracles and how can you say there are miracles when he is living with brain cancer? Well, first of all, there are a lot of miracles that have happened, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Right. Absolutely. I mean, yes, exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> um <laughs> Many times it will happen that proper medical attention or effective rem- remedies will be lacking, or even that the doctor will not rightly diagnose our case. In such instances, we must unite ourselves to the divine will, which thus disposes of our physical health. The story told that of a client, this is from the book still that I'm reading, Saint Thomas of Canterbury, who being sick, went to the saint's tomb to obtain a cure. He returned, returned home cured. But then he thought to himself, suppose it would be better for my soul's salvation if I remain sick, what point then is there to being well? So that goes back to when we went to that priest right before your surgery. Do you remember? And and we didn't know who this priest was. I was just asking for him to give us a blessing. And we found out now that he has this gift of the Holy Spirit. And he is a, he was an exorcist and he's a very fairly well-known Father Jim Blount, or some call him Father Jim Blount. This is probably how you better say his name. But we came upon him just I don't know, a couple days before your surgery. And I wanted to get a blessing because you were going to have surgery. And I turned to you and I said, I, I guess in your mind, you would think you were asking for a healing, right? Like that would be what you would say. And as mm-hmm. I stood there in that line waiting for his, because I asked him, father, would you give her a blessing? And he said, follow me. And I thought, holy smokes, he sounds like Jesus, first of all. And I followed him. <laughs> yeah. And- followed him. And then a couple of people were in line before me and you and I, and I turned to you and I said, what, and you were so funny. Cause you said, I don't know that I want him to heal me of my hearing loss
0: mm-hmm.
1: because this is who I am. And I think God has me meant to be doing something with this. Ooh, what a big deal. And you said that you just didn't want to be, you didn't know that you wanted to be healed. Now, we could talk about all the things in the Bible of asking for bold prayers and asking for specifically what you want and the right. you know, s- scripture where do you want to be well? I mean, there's all those things that we could say. Of course, that's what you wanted, but you knew that there was some plan in God's in this situation. And that's what this this verse or this quote I'm reading is saying. Suppose it was better for my salvation that I walk through life with hearing loss, that I walk through life with cancer, or that I walk mm-hmm. through life with. So in this, to continue this quote, in this frame of mind, he went back and asked the saint to intercede with God that he grant what would be best for his eternal salvation. His illness returned and he was perfectly content with the turn things had taken, being fully persuaded that God had thus disposed of him for his own good. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Not disposed of him, but this <laughs> is, right. but, but yeah. this is, he, he took, what, what he said is, oh, so you went and took, asked me to be healed. And of course it is the greatest gift on the human side of this side of the veil, right? That Mm -hmm. we would love for our loved ones to be cured of, of whatever ails them, whatever anxiety diagnosis, distance reconciliations that need to be had cancer what infertility all the things right
0: yeah but if it
1: was if it is god's will that the in way he believes that he'll get you to heaven we have to we have to follow that will
0: yeah and
1: in doing so there's a peace that comes within our soul that should i guess not should that a peace that comes that is beyond understanding i think Mm -hmm. i just wrote it i think i just wrote an instagram post that's sort of related to that a little bit that it does not make sense in some grand scheme of things that we have the kind of peace in this house right now that we do. Yeah. Given all the stressful and overwhelming, traumatic things that our our house has endured in the last few years. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Again, I don't think I can add anything to that. <laughs> so I think the the quote from the book was so good, and it really speaks to a lot of what we're saying. And yeah. I don't know. I think that means it's time for Saint Chasers, though. Mm -hmm. Saint Chasers. Hmm. Yeah. How about you? Do you have one? I have one. I do have one. I think. Tell me the Okay. It's fitting for the feast today. (laughs) I'm going to go with Saint Joseph the Worker. I think just the aspect of Aura at Labora and praying through your work has been on my mind a lot lately. And we talk a lot about it as business majors, actually, is the, the vocation of a business leader and how we can evangelize the marketplace as we step into our careers. So I'm looking forward to seeing what St. Joseph has to tell me soon. That's amazing.
1: So I could say that my saint was St. Peregrine. Obviously, we just did mm-hmm. a novena today, his his feast day. Yeah. And he probably will forever be as long as we're dealing with cancer, I guess, and know loved ones who have cancer and friends that are, you know, walking those journeys. Mary always is, lately been. And of course, I think Our Lady of Fatima is Uh knocking on my door in some ways, but I'm going to throw you for a loop and say it is not either of those two. And St. Joseph is always my, you know, guy because it's my birthday. So I'm going to say this very quickly, but St. Philip Neri, Oh, yeah. So his feast day is coming up. Uh Uh-huh. And one of the things I love about him is he's always got such a, um, he's the saint for joy. Okay. Like, let's just talk about that, right? Yeah. So St. Philip Neri feast day. That's May 26th. I knew it was coming up soon. Um, He was beatified on May 11th, which I was telling your dad, which is kind of a cool date in there. He was known for being cheerful and obedient. And he was affectionately referred to as Good Old Phil, and I think he was (laughs) a Dominican. I know. Good Old (laughs) Phil. I love if if I just love the quotes that I always find about him. He he does have this. He was a missionary and the founder of the Congregation of the Oratory, a community of Catholic priests, is what what he was, but from Florence, Italy. 18 years old, went off to live with a wealthy family member and he experienced a mystical vision and was eventually spoke at a Christian conversion of a Christian conversion. Okay. But here's a quote that I found of him today that I think was very appropriate for this cast yourself. This is appropriate because it combines your working with Mm -hmm. our God's will Yep, and the funny of him, but cast yourself into the arms of God and be very sure that if he wants anything of you he will fit you for the work and give you the strength. I mean, that is right. (laughs) So, you know, if you think your no needs to be, if your yes needs to be a no, and you doubted yourself for days after and you said, all right, God, because I asked you that after you kept getting all these little texts and all these job opportunities and not opportunities, but little jobs, if you will, mm-hmm. to keep your business going and, uh, you know, yeah. flourishing and thriving. I asked you, did you ask God to give you some sign of the fact that your work is meaningful and important? And mm-hmm. you said,
0: yes, of course. And <laughs>
1: That is, he will fit you for the work that you're supposed to do. So if your no for this one particular opportunity was absolutely causing you such utter peace, then you know that that was probably a good sign to say that it was God's will.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you'll just know, maybe it's not the peace that you feel, but just something, just something feels right. Um, yeah. So we encourage you this week to say no, not yet to one thing yes we're not right now no yes
1: <laughs> nope, not right now. yes yes i encourage you to
0: yes and keep reading and keep sharing out our podcast if you felt that this podcast has blessed you and you want to bless others as well feel free to share it helps us and it helps our ministry it helps reach the people that it needs to leave a like rating review uh, and subscribe but don't forget to follow us on instagram um at sophia and Outlets of Love and Laughter blog. And if you see anybody that you would love to hear on the show as well, send them our way. We're always looking for new guests and people to feature on the podcast.
1: And we have a couple coming our way in the next few weeks. You know, we'd like to break it up and don't forget to check back with some of our phenomenal sponsors that we've had so far.
0: Yes. And
1: yes. check out the stories on my Instagram page for the earrings that this lovely heavenly hearts code.com. So I'm going to just make her a mini sponsor for us, <laughs> <because of> her <laughs> lovely donation of the earrings that she just gifted to me. So yes,
0: exactly. Um, Yes. Yeah. And since this episode is going up before Mother's Day, uh, very happy Mother's Day, especially to the co-host slash mother on the show, but to everybody who's listening, whether that's a spiritual mom or a real mom. And our Novena cards discount is still available um, until this Sunday.
1: Um, and she will send out, they will send out personalized, car- personalized cards directly from them to whoever you're hoping to send a card to. So if there's, you're feeling a little stressed about time. Yeah.
0: Yes, exactly. So uh, another shout out to Novena Cars, but it was lovely to chat with you, Mom, and thank you all for listening to this week's episode. Goodbye.
1: Have Bye, everybody.
0: <laughs> sure. Bye.